It's the SWP presented by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is home of the all-new Ford Maverick, designed to seize the day this beautiful built Ford tough truck gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff as well. Not to mention a standard 8-inch touchscreen on your dash. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today by visiting JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to the SWP. Tulmond Lekin, everybody knows it. It's the Steve Warren Project. Uh, welcome to the proceedings. We've got shows happening each and every day, all in the realm of Ottawa sports and whatever. My name is Steve Warren. Jim Jerome with me as always. Thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. How are you, Jimmy? Good. I see. It's like that, is it? Well, you gave me shit the other day. Okay, so now what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna one word answer you. I should do that the whole show. No, 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 Good. no. You gave Good. me crap for a long intro, so I gave you long. I gave you crap for having a few, you know, soapbox moments yourself. Did you have any? Uh, did you have anyone interpret the uh, Liam McGuire interview? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little overmodulated. I think we played with it. Okay, it's fine. I think, but it was good uh, to have Liam on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love Liam. Yeah, love Liam to talk about the. The Montreal demise, and uh, not too much glorious them. in the Gloria these days. Yeah, yeah, not too much going on there, but uh, everyone, everyone freaking out. Hence the, hence the interview with Liam, you know. But um, yeah, it'll be. I, I don't. It'll be interesting to see. Um, the the two and eight record on on the surface, I would always say, don't worry about it. You know, they could win five of the next six and they're right back in this thing, right? It's early, another 20 yeah. games. But but when you talk, when you do hear uh, Liam's comments, it it sort of makes you raise an eyebrow going, oh, I see. This team is complete shit from start yeah. to finish with, with, you know, GM right down to the coaches, right through to the players to, uh, you know, injuries, um, you know, the the deal with Carey Price. No one knows what's going to go on. Shea Weber is going to retire. So it's, it, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, you know, to, to see how is it, how is the team going to pull out of the Stanley cup jinx, which is a real thing, I guess, you know, when they, when they go to the final or win. So you mean a Canadian team, you mean? No, I'm just saying that, that the, 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 not the, you get the Stanley Cup jinx, right? Like the year after jinx or whatever it is, it happens a lot. Oh, the where, hangover where you mean? Were, what's that? The hangover. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the hangover. So anyway, it'll, uh, the, the curiosity is going to be what sort of moves are they going to make uh, in the next 10 games? Yeah, you so. can't really do much with the coaching because the guy just signed a three-year extension. Like the week after the Stanley Cup final ended, here's a yeah. three-year extension. I suppose it's possible if it really hits rock bottom, if they keep, you know, do another month of this, yeah. then you have to do something, I guess. Can't fire the players, as they say. You can, I guess you can trade them, but 
anyway, it's uh, it's a bad situation. We invite you to check out our our last episode with Liam if you wanted to hear about that. Uh, the, to summarize, it was basically crap, 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 crap. But I still believe in them. I right. still believe in them. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, that. we're gonna have another. We'll, we're gonna do the same sort of thing later in the week here on the show, only kind of Ottawa Red Blacks style, because the Red Blacks have basically. Hit, right. hit the you know hit the deck here and uh, they fired their GM they they've had a terrible season so we'll catch up with another old friend in uh, former CFLer and Ottawa Rough Rider Kenny Avera is going to join us at some point this week as oh, well. Oh, very good. Talk about that uh, today on the show. Who's though, the GM there? Uh, La Police is he the GM or the coach? La Police just started this year as the new head coach. Right. The right. general manager was Marcel Desjardins, the only general manager the Red Blacks have ever had, and basically. I mean, you could look at his overall body of work and say in a, a bunch of amazing things, like he's the only GM to win a Grey Cup for Ottawa in 45 years. He's been to three of the last five Grey Cup finals. Like, those are good stats for a GM. Most teams would take that. But the last two years have been so uniquely bad. I think the organization basically just said, yeah, we can't wait anymore. We have to give the fans something, some reason to think that things are going to change. Sure. The last Grey Cup was the was the Clements to Gabriel. That was the last Grey Cup for Ottawa. Last Grey Cup win. Yep. Wow. Wow. Fuck. There's only eight teams, man. <laughs> Come yep. on. But they, like I say, Marcel Desjardins ended that in. Uh, oh well, he didn't personally end it, but he built a team from scratch. Took him three years to get there, and they won it all in 2016. So that at the time ended a 40 year curse, a 40 year right. drought, and unfortunately, you know that, like at that time. Henry Burris was the quarterback, and Marcel Desjardins promised his job to somebody else earlier in right. that season. So it was all a very awkward situation. So who knows? Maybe that Although kind of stuff led to the demise. I don't know. Yeah. Although I think I, I don't know who I saw online saying bring bring Burris, Burris, bring Burris as the new GM. Interesting. Yeah. Right. He's coaching some college team or something down south. He's actually coaching right. with the Chicago Bears. Oh, there you go. His job is an interesting one, an offensive quality control coach for the Bears. I don't know if I've ever heard that title before. Straighten up your uniform. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so we'll talk to Ken Abrera about the Red Blacks later on in the week. Got a bunch of stuff we want to get into today, though. And there's an update on the Chicago Blackhawks thing. And yep. last night, the Sens were taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we're recording this before we have a result on that one, but uh, certainly the Hawks have been a disgrace on the ice and an even bigger disgrace off of it. Chicago, basically, I think this is their 10th game uh, that they played against the Sens, and they still have not won a single game. And then you've got all the things that happened with the Brad Aldrich case and the accusations and, and what happened to Kyle Beach, a first-round draft pick who uh, claims that Brad Aldrich sexually assaulted him. Then he went to the Chicago Blackhawks with that information, and the Hawks completely dropped the ball in almost every way, doing nothing about it. And now it's expanding to Donald Fear, the NHLPA head. And today, Gary Bettman met with the media, but not before he met with Kyle Beach himself. And the the whole thing's kind of interesting just to read. Uh, Rick Westhead has been at the front of this thing. And I was amazed that at the news conference that followed Batman's meeting with Kyle Beach, he seemed to be avoiding 
uh, Rick Westhead. It, it's almost as if Rick Westhead is like to blame for this somehow for exposing right. light on this. Like he's like, there's some kind of animosity toward him. Gary Bettman, you know, if everything's going as it should, the NHL should be thanking Rick Westhead for, for shedding a light on this and, uh, and helping to make sure it doesn't happen again. But here's some of the dialogue from Rick Westhead on Twitter today. Um, get it in front of me here. Stand by. Um, so NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman addressed the Hawks abuse scandal in a press conference. He began by apologizing to Kyle Beach. What happened was inappropriate, he said, was wrong on every level. Bill Daly said the league was given a heads up in late December by the Hawks lawyers about a potential legal situation at the NHL was assured that there was nothing there. Pointed out to Gary Bettman that while the Hawks were fined $2 million for an abuse cover-up, Arizona lost draft picks because they improperly worked out a prospect and that the Devils were fined $3 million for a salary cap violation. Bettman's comments there were different context, different facts. Let's stop down there and talk about that. Imagine $2 million the Hawks were fined for, well, the destruction of two lives. You know, the, 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 their actions, you know, basically were responsible for this guy going on to get another job and assaulting a 16-year-old. And obviously, Kyle Beach didn't get the support or the justice that he deserved. That's $2 million. Meanwhile, right. the Devils have a cap violation, and that that's more important to the NHL. That's a more grievous act. And they find them $3 million. How dumb is that? Well, I, I, I'm not too concerned about the, the fine thing, you know. Um, I will say this. I will say this, uh, that, that the NHL is, being, is starting to be transparent in this deal, you know, that the commissioner is hitting it head on, although maybe he didn't want to speak to Rick Westhead at the time. Um, the, you know, it's, it's a, it's a totally awful situation. Uh, they do have to, they, you know, they do have to make a statement. They do have to try and try and plow through this stuff uh, to figure out who made mistakes, when they made mistakes, uh, what's the league going to do about it. Um, so I think, I think they're moving, they're, they're moving ahead. Right. I think uh, obviously the commissioner is dealing with this thing all day, every day right now. Um so I think people just have to be a little bit patient, I think, Stevie, about, about this thing. As for the three compared to the two, um, you know, was that a precedent-setting thing? I, I, I don't know if they even look back at it. You know, it sounds like it was, you know, we got, we got to find them something and, they're, and they're, they've, they've made this $2 million ticket here that they, mm-hmm. they got to pay. Um, the optics you know, are in poor, the, though, in the end, admit. In the end, the big thing for me on this, this deal, Stevie, is... Um, what's, what happened happens, uh, to this, this, um, to, to beach back in 2010, 2011, uh, horrible deal, absolutely horrible deal. Um, so we see now what, what the, what the league should do about it. How can they help this guy? When you speak to this, this guy, he is obviously, you know, severely traumatized by it, severely traumatized by it. So we got to learn, you know, we got, we, we, we have to learn from that. You know, how, how much, I, I don't know what happened with him getting counseling after Steve. Did he have to do it on his own? Um, the big picture of this thing is going to be where I see a bunch of fault uh, is going to cause uh, or has caused a lot of people, a lot of pain and suffering is 
the people who came after Beach, the, the, the victims who came after this, this guy, well, he was still out there, right? And The ones and we know gonna, about. Yeah, the ones we know about. And that's going to just be massive. Is, is $2 million bucks enough to Chicago to penalize them for uh, w- what happened down the road? You know, um, you know, think about this. Th- think about it. You know, think about it. That it gets reported to you that this guy's a predator and he ends up being out and about uh, going to other events, doing other things, uh, and, and, you know, I, uh, allegedly causing a bunch of other strife, man, for people, you know, that's where I look at Chicago going, here's the problem, boys. Here's the problem. Here's the main problem with what you didn't do. Okay. That's how we're looking at this. Well, they gave this guy a letter of recommendation and he'd use that letter of recommendation to get a job with a high school where he assaulted a 16 year old and went to jail yeah. for it. Right. Right. So that's the, that's, that's the giant issue in this thing, right? It's yeah. all bad, Stevie. It's all bad. It's hard to comment on. Uh, you don't want anything misinterpreted, either what you say or what I say. Um, but, but that's the big, that's the big thing. You know, that's the big thing for me. Uh, if you guys would have stepped up right away and, and, you know, dealt with this thing, uh, you know, head on to, to try and figure out what, what we can do to help the guy. Uh, yeah. I think uh, you're in a situation where with this case, most of the mistakes I read about were born from the idea that, ah, it's going to look bad in the organization. Oh, oh, we're trying to win a Stanley cup right now. I don't want to deal with that right now. Uh, I think there are some assumptions too, that one could, you know, lead to like, you're, you're talking about a guy in Kyle beach who is like big and strong like he's basically in the NHL getting his NHL opportunity in 2010 because he's, he can fight like he, he can, you know, he can, he's actually a really good NHL fighter. Mm. And this video coach by comparison, like this guy looks like somebody he could just pick up over his head and just throw across the room if he needed to. So I think that that, that erroneous thought process makes you start to think, well, how bad could it be? They're dead wrong, of course. Now that you read the story, if you've if you've read it and it's grisly, you you begin to understand how something like that can in fact happen, and you have to change the thinking, the paradigms, and all that, and, and not allow yourself to go down that road and and treat this like the absolute serious sexual assault that it was. So, I, I just feel like most of the mistakes, though, that were made were from a money standpoint or I got to cover my ass standpoint, or I got to keep my job standpoint or not make the team look bad. And I just wish people would just do two things, try to do the right thing and tell the truth. I feel like if that was done from the, from day one, it would have really mitigated everything. You're never going to take away the worst offender in this whole thing. And that's Brad Aldrich, but you could have taken away the next victim and you certainly could have made this made this whole thing a lot better for Kyle Beach as far as giving him the support and the justice he fully deserved. Right, right. Um, well, I think the 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 money the the money means nothing. The money means nothing. So the NHL comes out with this fine for for two million bucks to the Chicago Blackhawks. It, it, it means nothing. Is twenty million enough? 
50 million, I don't know, 30 million. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, to be clear, that's not the money I was talking about. No, I understand that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. Um, the, the big, I, I think the biggest result of this thing where it does show contrition, it does show, um, you know, ad- admitting uh, that, that they made a massive mistake is Joe Quenville stepping down as the, as the coach of Florida. Um, you know, the, that, that to me is like, okay, okay. Um, you got to set a precedent, Stevie. When, when you look at this thing, and, and listen, that's how people learn, right? By these massive mistakes, massive mistakes that, that they thought would get swept under the rug, uh, you know, that thought, you know, that thing's gone away, no problem, uh, but not so much. So uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I think apparently I, I, that they asked Bettman, did you force him to step down? And apparently that's not the case. Apparently, Quenville said, it's the only thing I can do. You know, it's it's the only thing I can do right now. So that's pretty big. That's pretty big, right? Because, um, you know, those are big gigs, man. Those are big gigs. Uh, so I'm, I, I think he, you know, I think he did the right thing. And I'm impressed by it, you know, that, that he did. Does it take away the strife and, and the agony and anxiety and, and PTSD that this this guy's gone through? No, no, it doesn't. But. But at least uh, going forward, Stevie, in 2021, um, if, if I think people will look at that and say, we better take any sexual misconduct very seriously, very seriously. Because the next time, Stevie, this happens, all right, the league's going to fire guys. The league, you know, the, the league is going to step up and go, really? Complaints? First of all, we got to make it. Do, how transparent do they have to make it, Steve? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. You got to protect people's privacy. Um, and I, and I mean the victims first in this thing, you know, depending on what they want to do. But, but I think that's the biggest thing that'll come out of this is if you, if you, if you fool around thinking you can sweep this under the rug, you got another thing coming, not in our, not in our house. Right. Right. And I think Batman's going to, going to certainly lay the law down with that. And, and if Quenville didn't do that, I, I wonder what Batman would have done. And, uh, my my feeling is he would have he would have got him to step down. Right. So yeah, and I think you're seeing that. Um, I mean, it's not like they don't have a sexual abuse policy. Apparently, according to Getman, Gary Bettman, they do. I mean, Hockey Canada deals with this sort of thing all the time when they're bringing their coaches along. They have policies about these things. You know, it's one of those. You know, if you hear or see something, then say something. Um, I I wish I could be as optimistic as you when I hear about. You know, Gary Bettman had nothing to do with him stepping down. I feel like we've reached a point with the spin doctoring and the and the optics of things and uh, what looks best for the league, what's going to protect the shield. I feel like that's uh, that's paramount. But mm-hmm. you might be quite right. I mean, it, it may have gone down exactly the way it's presented, but so often it is not. I, I can't help but feel a little bit jaded about things. Right. Um, so let's take a time out in the program, get on to something lighter, Uh, We've got a bunch of uh, football we want to talk about and much more coming up after these words. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your passion for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive today and see all the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles 
And for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Now that is convenience. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. All right, so lots going on in the NFL today. For example, Mm -hmm. Von Miller, one of the best defenders in all of football, traded by Denver to the L.A. Rams, who the Rams are clearly in all-in mode. We got a very good team this year once again, and so Von Miller is joining them. So that is a team to be reckoned with. And a couple of big injuries. First of all, you had um, Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints quarterback, carted off the field, uh, and Derrick Henry, He's going to be out indefinitely with the Tennessee Titans. There's a guy that perennially has a shot at 2,000 yards, and who knows what he would have done this year because he's got an extra game to work with. But what I wanted to talk about with Derrick Henry, an Adam Schefter tweet came out this morning that gave a long list of running backs that might be available to the Titans via trade due to whatever reason. There's lots of reasons why these guys might be available. Tevin Coleman, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Tyson Williams, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Mike Davis, Rashad Penny. It got me to thinking how these guys really are just disposable assets, commodities, really. Like Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry, the best runner in the game the last two, three years. He's, you know, he's barely picked himself up off the turf. And one of the top writers in football is listing off a laundry list of players who could replace him. And I took it a step further thinking to myself, when we complain about guys grinding for more money, we, we talked about it with Brady Kachuk, for example, when these guys, when they, in a lot of cases, not always, but in a lot of cases, particularly the NFL where you don't have a guaranteed contract, like it can change in a, in a hurry. And these guys can go from hero to zero almost overnight for whatever reason, lack of production for a few games, an injury hits, and I don't blame these guys for going after the dough they do. What do you think? Well, I don't blame them for going after the dough that they do, but not for that reason. You know, uh, that, that's that's kind of the big the big deal with sports. You know, it's it's all about winning, right? Unfortunately, unfortunately, pro sports, pro sports. Okay, so that's all that matters, Steve, on all levels. Mm-hmm. On all levels, okay? F- from players to management to owners to fans to sponsors to, you know, I'm sponsoring this team because they're a winner. Um, I always go back to the Tiger Woods thing when when he went, had his big demise. A bunch of sponsors pulled out, but Nike didn't. They're like, no, no, he's, if he's a winner, <laughs> we're in, we don't give a shit about right. anything else. Which sort of, which sort of to me said something bad about Nike, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that... You know, really, what how this guy's life was, how he characterized himself back then, and 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 their deal always was, you know, just put the put the put the Nike swoosh on there. We're good to go, pal. We're good to go. You keep winning. We don't care what you're doing. So that kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, you know, Stevie. It's as, as soon as a guy gets injured, as soon as a guy gets injured, if if the if they could ever flash to the sidelines, say during a game. If they could ever flash to the sideline, immediately, Steve, they're going into, okay, who do we got to send out there, right? Now, that's game situation, right? Yeah. But they go to that right away. Before the coach runs on the field to see if the guy's okay, out comes the clipboard going, okay, Gallardo, you're in. Let's go. Let's go. Right? Yeah. And then and then we'll deal with that after. So I I, I get what that guy's doing. Uh, it seems a little chilly. Uh, and like you say, it, it kind of, you know, can you get the guy, you know, he's, 
He's still warm, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> to use a bad expression. Can I get, we can I get to, to the trainer's him? table on the sideline before you, <laughs> you got like this entire laundry list of guys that are going to replace me on the roster? Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, my take on that is it's uh, too bad. You know, Stevie, that's, that's the way it is. You know, that's the way it goes. Uh, and I don't deny them. They're dough. I never, you know, I don't, even Kachuk, you know, when you look at that holdout thing, uh, and, and there's lots of, lots of people weighing in on it, good and bad, right? Taking one side or the other. Uh, yeah, I got tuned up a couple of times from some players. Mm-hmm. Going, is, is that not enough, dude? And they're like, shut it, man. Shut it. No, no, we're going to go for the most we can get. We're going to go for the most we can get. Because, yeah. Stevie, I do say this, that, that the owners, if they had their way, if you didn't have a players' union or, or you know, a, a PA, right, the owners would crush you. They right. would absolutely crush you. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. So I don't blame them at all. I don't blame them at all for going for the dough. Yeah, loyalty is fleeting, and that's uh, that's just kind of a reminder of it. Most people would be aware of that that kind of angle to things, but uh, that was, you know, Derrick Henry is like as good as it gets in the NFL, and just like, all right, next up, uh, go right. with these guys. Anyway. Uh, north of the border, watched quite a bit of CFL over the weekend. Man, I saw some sloppy football, though. There was I saw on three occasions. You should go three seasons without seeing this. But like third and five, like defense is jumping offside on the punt situation, right? right. And all of a sudden, the punting team's like, oh, thanks. First down again, we get to keep the ball. Right. Uh, I saw that on three occasions. And, and I also saw one of the weirdest finishes, Toronto and BC. Like it was... And and Ryan Dinwiddie, who, who's the head coach of the Argos, he even referenced it himself, Pop Warner mistakes by me. And Pop right. Warner is basically minor football in the States. Like, at the end of that game, Toronto, so picture this. Toronto's got a one-point lead, and yep. they've just taken the ball over. BC failed, and so BC's down by a point. Toronto gets the ball deep in their own zone. Yep. So there's 45 seconds left, and I guess the Argos coaching staff decided, okay, game over. We're going in victory formation. We're going to have the quarterback take a knee two straight times. And and indeed they did. What they forgot was the BC had a timeout. And then they ignored that BC used the timeout, right? BC took a timeout after first down and they, the quarterback took a knee and said, Oh wait. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. Right. They have a timeout. Instead of realizing, instead of realizing the clock was not going to tick down to zero while they're in victory formation. um, They basically did it again. And so they took a knee again and had to punt from their own end zone with about 20 seconds to go, giving the Lions a really great opportunity at a game-winning field goal. Like that, I mean, this is the second highest level of football in the world, and then you have that kind of decision-making? Like, I mean, I don't even put it just on the head coach. They've got guys up in the press box. They've got players all Isn't anybody yelling like, no, we have to try for the first down and kill the clock here? Uh, it was weird. Anyway, yeah, they go go to the quarterback. Did did you think this was the NFL for a second? <laughs> exactly. You, was there? Some, did you just make a little mistake there? Yeah. Think you've been know. watching. Did you watch a bunch of NFL games? Maybe this week you got maybe got distracted a little bit with the with what the rules. <laughs> I think that's the most embarrassing victory I've ever seen. <laughs> right. And easy, Stevie, on the second greatest football in the world. Easy. Okay. Easy what do you got? I'll go with U.S. College, Steve. Okay. No. People, are, people have been, let me get this. People have been interested in that for a little while. Okay. Steve? It, it's very good football. But I mean, do you think I mean, a CFL team would crush a U.S. College team? Oh, I do. 
Yeah, I hope so. Jesus. I mean, these I are guys. So. I mean, because, you know. I hope so. These are supposedly the best of. So we got, what do we got? Like 32 teams in the NFL. And, the second best of the NFL is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, 32 teams in the NFL fill up those rosters. And then what's left goes to the CFL. And then the NCAA, well, <laughs> there's hundreds of teams. I'm not saying there's not fantastic I take that athletes. Back. Yeah. Uh, that's an insult to the CFL. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't think it's that far off. I think, uh, you know, a top-ranked team would absolutely uh, give the CFL team a run for its, like Alabama, for for example, which is a perennial powerhouse. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to be able to, maybe able to, maybe be able to beat a CFL team. Don't start the debate, Jimmy. Don't. don't You've don't. done it. Now I'm thinking don't. about it. I'd never you thought don't. about it before, but now I am. Uh, no. And finally Could today. Could you imagine if they did for an exhibition, brought up the number one college football team, to play the worst CFL team. That is a no-win situation for the CFL, Stevie. Yeah. It is a no-win, baby, no matter what happened. <laughs> anyway. I know the, um, back in the 50s, the Rough Riders took on the New York Giants. Oh, did they? Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, I'd like that one. Yeah. That was back in the 50s, though, when the NFL wasn't as big a deal. Right. And uh, I think it was quite one-sided, though. I'm looking it up right now. Do we have a final score on that game? Um, 20 to 6, I want to say. No, wait a sec here. You think it'd be a score there somewhere, but I don't see anything handy. The writing anyway. was terrible, terrible in the 1950s, apparently. How about a score? <laughs> Work that in there. Uh, Henry Burris. I see his name was floated there a little. I don't know how credible it was where, where I read that about being the new GM. Oh, I thought you meant he's, he's, so, he's so old that he was in this football game in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly, uh, I don't th- I think he'd, he'd be a popular choice. I always wonder about the experience thing. Have you run a franchise before? Like every element of it? It's uh, it's something I'd like to see. A little trickier. Some, yeah, yeah so I'd like to see somebody be an apprentice for a little while at least in that particular role. But uh, hey. Popular choice, no question about it. And I certainly like the guy, and he's smart as a whip, knows the game well. So, yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened. I, I know, again, that would be um, well regarded by the fans who were quite, there's a lot of fans who were pretty annoyed with Marcel Desjardins by the end. Right. Um, but I want to finish out with something that was an interesting story in the whole um, gender equity thing, and that yep. is a Norwegian handball team has won the fight against mandatory bikinis they staged an act of protest against the mandatory bikini requirement back in july and that resulted in some change for handball players around the world it was the international handball federation that actually finally changed its regulations for female players in early october but the rule is not going into effect until january and so i guess the norwegian uh, players were uh, not happy with that, and uh, they basically wanted to wear their normal athletic gear, short, tight pants, close fit, body fit tank top when playing, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's, it was a dumb rule to exist anyway. I, I'm never going to say, don't wear bikinis. You know, I will never say that to anybody. Wear what you want, and if you want to wear something more athletic that is not so revealing then, then that should be allowed as well. That's where I stand on it. Well, what's real? What are you doing to me, Stevie? Bringing up this story with me. It's the one fight you... I hope women lose. <laughs> <I'll> see, <laughs> how dare you? How did you lose that fight? 
You know, it's hard to believe Stevie that, that anyone in this day and age, anyone in this day and age with league policies would sit down at the table and that one would get passed and yeah. say, okay, let's not forget though. The number one thing uh, and uh, show of hands, please unanimous. They must wear pig, uh, bikini bottoms. Right. Okay. Who, who leaves the boardroom going, yeah, that'll fly. That'll fly. That's not a problem. There's yeah. not, there's not, there's not much going on these days with objectifying women, Steve. Yep. Seems okay. very respectful of- to, seems very respectful to these female athletes. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that rule made it out of 1965. <laughs> Come on. With a bunch of, bunch of old men in there going, yeah. Yeah. yeah bikini bottoms. Jesus. You sure we don't want to, sure we don't want to work thongs into the mix as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of those. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle dragging. Maybe nonsense. leather whips and stuff when they're doing it. Yes. Know, the- yes. Jesus. Sports, ladies and gentlemen. You're killing me here. You're killing yeah. me. You've done a good yeah, job though. I thought you were, you handled yourself very maturely there. Thanks, well Steven. done. Uh, we'll call it quits right there. I think that's a good place. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Uh, there you'll find lots of cool stuff. Want to be a Patreon member of the show and give a little nudge, little, little something, something? Please feel sure. free to do so. Uh, that's all at stevewproject.com. Any final thoughts today, Himmy? I do, Stevie. Uh, allow me to take you inside my head. No, God, okay? no. Just for a second, Steve. Don't all right, panic. Uh, okay, all right. No, don't panic. So when you bring that up, Okay. Uh, think of think of the old days on the radio show, Steve. When that story would be a live one, right there. Okay? Yeah, that would be a live one. You've grown uh, up. Except, yeah. Um, so, here's what happens to me now, Steve. When when uh, when that comes up, this is what goes on in my head. I'm going, Oh my God, I'd love to. You know what? The sponsor. There we go. That's, yeah. that's what happens. Sponsor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just go like this. Oh God, imagine that if. It's sponsor. Okay, <laughs> we need to suppress. Okay. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.